Oh no. Oh my God. What just happened? Matt, break it down. What? What's the trade, Matt? We, uh, Labrie. Hold on. Did we get an intro first? <laughs> no intro. We're going raw dog. Labrie just emerged from what feels like six ish months of hibernation. Uh huh. To just give away an up and coming running back for maybe three quarters of a quarterback, which is just generally not. It's not. It's not a winning play, based off not, of uh, what we've seen here. It's not great. Uh, it, he did. He did need a quarterback, but Mitrovitsky and Jacoby Brissett is awful. This. Okay, so I think to set the stage a little bit here. Sure. We we planned to do a podcast for tonight mm-hmm. to talk, kind of recap the league and get us ready for for the season. And well, we actually planned it for last week, but we had to reschedule due to uh, my schedule. we have not heard a peep out of labrie since like may when we did the draft and literally the second we log into this about to hit record (laughs) labrie shows up out of nowhere it's like he could sense it you take the kid off probation and he's 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 arrested a day later just not even not even a full day. He's he's out, and he immediately he did not spend twenty four full hours off of probation before going. I back. love AJ Dillon. Let's, I do too. Uh, yeah, let's jump into it, and we can talk about that. Yeah, we'll get there. So we're gonna go team by team, starting with last season's record, and we're gonna do like an over under, uh, future outlook, and then talk about what they did in the off season. And uh, we're starting with Craig. Because he just acquired AJ Dillon. He also had the first overall pick last year, finished two and 12, and he added a ton of people. Uh, I'll go through the list really quickly Javante Williams, Calvin Ridley, Antonio Gibson, Jacoby Myers, Jalen Waddell, Goff, DJ Metcalf, Jacoby Brissett, who just traded away, DeAndre Hopkins, Isaiah Pichicuto. Is that it, Matt? The yeah, rookie that's from that's, that's the guy. my son. Okay, you traded your son away. Tyler Boyd, Corey Davis, Levante David, Jonathan Abram, Matthew Judon, and just acquired AJ Dillon. He lost Christian Kirk, Hunter Renfro, Michael Carter Jr., and just traded away Jacoby Brissett. When you what do you first... think of this team building strategy? When you first look at it, it's pretty insane. Hmm all of the people that he's added. I knew he was active this offseason, and it's tough to judge Craigie because his um, evaluations on trades are often criminal. Um, <laughs> but when you look at this, dude, like these are big names. Javante Williams, who I personally am a huge fan of. Jalen Waddell, who was a stud last year. DK, who obviously just lost Wilson, but was a stud. Hopkins, who... You know, I know he was down last year, but he's going to come back after four games this year, and he could he's still he's still Hopkins, right? He's got some pretty solid defense guys that he had, IDP, and then he just added Dylan. And I mean, look at what he lost. Like, I, I personally don't. Kirk's been passed around more than the conch and Lord of the Flies. Hunter Renfro <laughs> is Hunter Renfro, and he's fine. He's good, but like, I don't know. It's pretty crazy when you look at what Craigie did. He, he only drafted one person, and that was Brian Robinson, the handcuff for 
newly acquired Antonio Gibson, and good thing he did because it sounded like Gibson was going to lose his job until Robinson got shot. Um, but rather than drafting anybody, really, he just acquired people, Yeah, which is an interesting strategy. Um, his future outlooks, he owns one future first and two future seconds in the next three years. That's pretty I weak. It's tough. So it's tough. I think we've talked about this a lot, especially in the in this league and where it's come to over the last few years. There's a top, there's a bottom, and then there's like a meaty middle where to get to that point, you either have to give away all of your draft capital to get players or give away all of your players to get draft capital. And you always, you're taking water out of one side and you're losing it on the other. And so those teams mm -hmm. end up sort of stuck in perpetual motion. Craigie has crawled out of the basement i think he had a pretty tough situation when we handed it to him and i don't like cap's point i don't all of these moves are smart moves right like the only loss of any significance was christian kirk and he added a ton now to my point though he added a ton of players because he now has no picks i think the gibson trade for what is going to most likely end up being like one four we'll say one five just to kind of do that thing we shouldn't do where we guess where pick will end up mm -hmm. and that's awful it's awful on so many levels it's just not the right type but you don't give those premium picks away in what everybody knows to be a pretty heavy quarterback class do we know how they're going to work out we never do like look at last year's but you have to take those shots in order to get out of that middle zone in this league so Conver conversely like yeah conversely i was going to say he only drafted one person in 2022, which I think a lot of people felt was not a great draft. I mean, the mm -hmm. wide receivers galore, but maybe, yep. maybe a top heavy RB, um, no QBs to speak of. So the yep. fact that he didn't draft in 2022 and loaded up with players instead, yep, I think was smart. I like what he's done. He's got a shot. He needs these guys to hit to the point where he can trade out of one of them for some more of those picks. Mm. So, so it's kind of like if he can hit on. I mean, let's just use Pacheco. I don't I don't happen to think my son has that much of a future in the league other than, you know, scat you back. You wouldn't have traded him otherwise. I mean, no, I'm not, I'm not uh, impervious to those mistakes. But let's just take him, for instance, if he does hit, he becomes like an RB2 type player for him. He can turn around and trade one of the running backs he's got on his roster ahead of him for picks. And now he's backfilled those picks into a spot where he got a guy for free, technically. So... Craig, he's in, a, he's in a, he's on the ascend. He's definitely going in the right direction, but he's got it. He's in that weird middle zone now where he has to be careful with every move from here because his margin for error is basically zero. Mm -hmm. The last thing I want to talk about is his QB situation. So he just traded away two of them. Now he has Goff and Mills as his starters. And then Watson's coming back after what week 11. Mm -hmm. um, what do you think of him holding on to Calvin Ridley and Watson? He's not letting go of Watson. He's held him this long. I mean, he's on the defense team. He's literally being, he's, he's part of the payroll at this point. So I don't know how. Yeah. When I requested funds earlier today for the league, I got a, I got a, a, a check from his, from his, uh, his Deshaun's, legal, his Deshaun's most staunch supporter <laughs> in the whole entire world. There's a lot of women who are not very happy with Craig. Craig, 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 you, sent, Craig you sent me a link to the GoFundMe. <laughs> it's for him. It's for him. Uh, no, I think he's, I mean, Mills, Mills is what he is. He has mm -hmm. almost no upside, but he's golf. He's got a, he's got a slightly younger, I guess, golf in Mills. Oh, Maldini he, might like him. 
Yeah, Muldoon tends to cycle in really bad players, but then back out for the same thing he paid. It's quite a magic trick. But yeah, Craigie is at the, at the bottom of the middle tier of the stacks right now, and he's got work to do. Yeah, we'll talk about his over-under this year, but before we do that, um, he has Goff and Mills, who are, I think, stopgaps. Watson, who hopefully will be good. Um, but he doesn't have any future first. So, Matt, you're thinking he might trade some of these assets he acquired for a late first next year? Well, that's why the Gibson trade hurts so much, because mm-hmm. you don't need Gibson. Gibson doesn't make his team markedly better. I know he rationalizes it with, well, I've got Robinson, but that doesn't make the trade any better, because what you lose by not having 1.4 or 1.5 is access to either a top three-ish quarterback or an ability to trade that for more once to take a few more shots in, a, in what is going to be a deeper draft. So I think that Gibson trade set him back a full year on his plan is essentially how that, that, how that nets out for me. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and before we go into his over under, cause it sounds like we're being pretty brutal. He, we, he started with a bag of shit. Like, no, he's, 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 he's done well. He's done well. Yeah, he's, sure. he's done really well. So I'm impressed. Uh, last year he finished two and 12. Um, I did some digging to kind of come up with a, what I feel is a good number. So I'm going to give you my over-under and then I want you both to guess what you think is going to happen. So it was over-under set for five and a half wins. Jesse, over or under? Oh man, it's tough. I mean, I look back and I see he was two and 12 last year, but this is a completely different team. And he's going mm-hmm. <clears> to... <throat> so what is there, 14 regular season games now? So we're talking yep. six and eight, five and nine. Yep. I'll go over. I think he's going to be right at that six mark. That's a great number. Hoof. I think he's right at that six mark too. I think if he catches a break and he catches some teams on like bad weeks, maybe seven, but I think that's probably 500 is about the ceiling mm-hmm. for this year. Yeah. I think, uh, so there's 14 games and he'd finish six and eight. Um, that's what you guys are projecting. Bottom yeah. of the yeah. middle, of, middle of low. He's gonna be happy with that. He's gonna be happy with that number. That's that's that's. (laughs) He knows that the 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 track commissioners are ever merciful to him. Ah, let's move on to the breed. Let me just say though, what one more thing about Craig? Like he did. I know we've all said this, but I feel like I have to reiterate it. He took over a very bad team, and he has done a lot with it. So and and he brings a great attitude, which is oh, he's a chat MVP. He's a top three elite chat, no question. (laughs) <laughs> We're lucky to have him. Yep. Thanks for joining. Um, now this guy, I don't know. Uh-oh. Next guy, I'm not sure. <laughs> Labrie, I'll give you the rundown. Um, last season, two and twelve as well. Um, I didn't think he was tanking. I think it just happened that way. He did not have a starting quarterback on his roster until 20 minutes ago. His <laughs> additions are Trey Edmonds, Chase Claypool, Rondell Moore. Shaq Thompson, Jacoby Brissett, and Mitch Trubisky. And then he lost Waddle. But he was pretty active in the draft before we hit the draft. Uh, Matt, what are your opinions of his additions and losing Waddle? It's, it's, we laugh about it. Like, Lavrie has been in all of our fantasy league forever. And he's always in the mix. Baseball, he is such a pain. He's impossible to beat in baseball. He's always in the mix. And he usually is in football. Now mm-hmm. this is that this is that turd sandwich. 
his current situation in this league is the single worst dynasty situation I have ever seen in my entire time playing dynasty. I don't now he's good at this. So I think his, there's a chance. I have no idea. I looked at his roster and I tried to say, if I owned this roster, what's my path out. And it's not good. And it just literally within 10 minutes got way worse. Like he just, I mean, that's an AJ Dillon is the type of guy who, if you find a roster or somebody who needs a running back that believes in him, which is, I think a lot of people, that's a, that's an early second and a player type of return. Like you need those trades to get out of this hole because his roster, it's, it's just not, it's, it's just catastrophe. It's catastrophic. It's the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. I have no other way to say it. He's not going to like to hear that, but I mean, we have to be objective here and it's, I mean, cap, I don't know what else to say. And he, uh, he kind of went all in on this year's draft. Um, in a sense, he had three first and then an early second. And uh, Brees Hall, early reports out of camp, doesn't seem very good. Um, I would imagine that he will have a productive season. Kenneth Walker, no, I'm not a huge fan personally. And then Malik Willis at the end of the first. Christian Watson in the second. The Packers rookie receiver who's been hurt, but hopefully he'll be good for him. Uh, it's it's kind of bleak to your point, Matt. I'm I'm interested to see where he takes it from here. Jesse, what are your thoughts on his draft and his offseason? Um, I don't. Man, I love Labrie, but I don't care for any of these additions, mm-hmm. and I'm more concerned about the subtractions. And so, okay, if I look at it. And I look at the additions like Trey Edmonds. He's a great linebacker. He's young. He's fine. Chase Claypool. I don't know. Everything you keep hearing is Pickens is making a move there in, in Pittsburgh. And who knows where he ends up. Rondell Moore is Too like five foot two. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and then Jacoby and Mitch are gone. His two, like the, the best people that were either acquired or in trades that were either acquired or sent out were sent out in Waddle and Dylan. If he came to me with Dylan, I would have given him easily an early second and a young player without question. I don't think getting, he's like treading water by going out and getting Brissett and and Trubisky. I just, I just don't think it does anything for him and his situation. I think you need to sell some of these players and just build for the future. He needs to pull like a Craigie or like, a Hoover, you know, and try to build that out. Now, you know, he does. Now with the draft, like I personally like Brees Hall. I know camp's been hit or miss, but I think he'll be great. I, I'm a big fan of his. Walker, I think will have volume when he gets back. Um, but, you know, he's going through that groin and he's a rookie and I didn't love him to begin with. Willis Watson, who knows? I don't know. I, it's a, I feel like LeBree is too, too, um, too admirable to admit that he just needs to sell off, get picks and draft for like three years from now. Oh, I mean, he's pretty old. So maybe he's afraid he won't be alive in three years, yeah. but yeah. you know, we've got, we've got a plan. You, you got it. Falco. We're going to make sure that this like nurse is heading over there to, to bathe. Um, and what <laughs> we gotta do. Here's the problem. You're not wrong about the running backs. It's the single worst position in dynasty to invest in. It should be, no higher than third. And I could make a case that you should make more of an investment in linebackers than running backs because they're so fragile. They change their situations change year to year. 
they're the most likely to get injured. Like there's just so much working against them. So he has no receivers and who you have on the sheet here. And I don't know if this impacted your over under that he has three firsts. He does not. He has one first. He has one first in 2025. His best next best picks are two late thirds in this upcoming draft. Yeah. Let's talk about the future picks. Uh, He has one first, one second, and then he has six thirds in the next three years. You need first and seconds. Thirds aren't. Thirds are just picks you you collect to take shots on guys. Like they're not reliable. I think thirds are fine because you can grab IDP, which you need. And that that matters. That matters in this league. Um, Uh And you can package them to move up. Fourths are pretty useless unless you're taking shots. Um, I mean, I agree. I I, I would prefer to, I would have much rather to have seen him move AJ Dillon for future picks versus Mitch and Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. I like Dillon. He's not competing. He's not competing. So it's just, it, that trade makes no sense. These are the types of trades that make Muldoon loses his mind when he sees it in like a year, whenever he logs back in or whenever his assistant tells him that he has some messages to tend to, he's going to be livid. With wait, until, wait, wait, wait until Rock sees this and you oh. can't understand why he wouldn't take Flacco for a fourth. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's, you know, there's a lot of confusing things going on, but it's, you know, it's the off season. We're almost there. Okay, let's hit his over-under. Last year, he finished 2-12. and 12. Um, I don't see much improvement. I see more go- leaving than coming. Uh, two and a half was my over-under. Matt, what do you think? I mean, I, I can't even believe it, but I don't think he wins three games. I just don't. Like, there's not one guy on his bench that shouldn't be on waivers. We didn't even – I'm not mean to pile on anybody, but more mismanagement is taking the entire summer off and not speculating on waivers when guys are getting picked up that now have value. And he yeah, he just kind of let it go. So that's just like I think he does. I don't think he gets the three. I don't think he wins more than two games. I just don't see it. I don't think he wins a game. <laughs> I think he's going zero and fourteen. Oh, he's gonna be so mad at us. And I love Labrie, dude. I yeah. love you, bro, bud. Yeah, I do as well. But I don't think he wins a game. I'll put fifty bucks on it. Then he wants it. Rick probably yeah. wants it. Let's just assume Rick's in on that bet. I mean, think. Let's just think about it for a sec. <laughs> Who in his starting lineup, like, I'll read it to you, carry him to a win? His quarterbacks are now Mitch Trubisky and Jacoby Brissett. His running backs, David Montgomery and Brees Hall. His receivers, Chase Claypool, Rondell Moore, everybody he recently acquired, and Kendrick Bourne. Tight end, Pat Fryermuth. And then his flex is Tyler Higley. That's uh, you're, not if great. You're, if you're flexing, a tight end. ends named Higby. What are we doing? <laughs> I mean, that's there's not even anybody on the bench that you would say, oh, maybe he just hasn't updated his roster. There's literally not one other guy on the bench who you'd even swap for him. So, yeah. oh man, well, Lavery's got his hands full because that's not that is uh, that's unfortunate what he's got over there. Yeah, well, let's see if he can turn around. Uh, let's move on to Rick, who's also trying to do the same. Last season finished two and twelve. And he added in a trade, Jameson Williams, the rookie, Justin Field, Tua, KJ Bourne. He lost Miles Sanders, Antonio Gibson, and Marquise Brown. He had a pretty busy draft too, but um, Jesse, what are your thoughts on these, uh, these offseason ad additions and losses? 
Uh, I like what Rick has done. Um, I think the taking the shot on Williams is a good one. We'll see what happens. Um, mm -hmm. I like Fields. I like to, uh, you know, they might not be great, but they're two starting quarterbacks that have upside. We'll see what they hit, especially building around two of this year. And, you know, Fields is his second year. So let's see. I like KJ Osborne in Minnesota. The team tosses the ball around and Thielen's getting a little older. He's going to play the slot, I think. So you have Osborne on the outside. And I don't like Miles Sanders. And I don't really, obviously, the Gibson situation is very murky. So I think losing those two, those two doesn't hurt him. I do like Marquise Brown a lot in Arizona. Um, but I think if you get rid of Brown, who's the only one I care about losing, and you bring in Osborne to a Fields and Jameson Williams, you know, if you're looking at it in a vacuum, I like that. And I like his draft too. I like, you know, I don't love Garrett Wilson, but I like his upside cook being with the best offense in the league in Buffalo white. He's not taking over for Lombardi Lenny anytime soon, but I like him and he's got three firsts. I, I like what Rick has done. I mean, yeah, I still think his team's, you know, got some growing to do, but he's had a good off season. Yeah, I'll, I'll hit on drafted and future picks now. So we drafted uh, 1.3 Garrett Wilson, 1.11 James Cook. In the second, he drafted Richard White and Trey McBride. And then in the third, he took IDP Kyle Hamilton. Great pick. And he has a good base, future picks, uh, three first and then three thirds, which is standard, obviously, for the next three years. Um, I believe those are really good picks, though, um, if I'm not mistaken. They are, the first yeah. Are. What's yeah, the so, juice? What is the juice on this over or under? I know I don't want to spoil it because I know you like to get to those at the end, but this one seems like the most obvious miss on the board to me. Okay. That's a little foreshadowing because I agree with Jesse. I think Rick's in an awesome spot. I think he's actually in potentially the best spot he's been in. Rick, block your ears since the Jefferson trade. Uh, the, it's not just Jefferson. I know. We don't, no, no, don't. don't, 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 don't okay. Right. We're going to lose uh, him. We're going to lose him. It kills I, me. I, I love, I actually love where Rick's at. He's got, he took chances on the right rookies. Like again, Wilson, who knows this draft wasn't super strong, but cook is a guy who could pop for a few weeks and catch a couple touchdown passes and eight grabs, 80 yards and a score or two. And then all it takes is one person to be like, I've got to have that guy. And then you're getting a better pick or get a better player for him. So white has good, you know, he's in a good offense. He's going to have, he's going to need an injury, but like not a bad bet for him to make. I, I think his current roster obviously, and he would admit this needs a little help. But that he's he's Rick's only enemy now is patience, because the two firsts that he have, he could literally rebuild his entire situation with just those two firsts. Like he's he, he could he's where Rick Craigie is, but with picks, they're essentially kind of in the same zone. Just one of them actually has a, a path, a direct path out. So I think Rick's in a good spot. I think as long as he can stay patient and not trade the picks prematurely or for guys that just aren't going to move the needle for him. He's uh he's pointing up the Rick arrow is pointed up. Yeah, I have I have a few things I want to talk about. First, Justin Fields. There, I do I'm concerned about him just because the team is awful, and I think if they get a top pick, I know it sounds crazy, but I wouldn't be surprised if they look at Young, Bryce Young, or uh, C.J. Stroud, which would mean Justin Fields lost a job. Um, ideally, the the Bears will trade out of that pick for better people. Um, the other thing is I don't like his starting lineup at all. So if the, he has like on the fringe, 
midway through the season and he starts trading those future firsts with the expectation of, oh, I, I can actually make a run in the playoffs. And to right. your point, Matt, that is, that is going to be the death of them. He yep. needs to be patient. He needs to just hope Justin Fields is productive, Tua's productive, and then build off those future picks. Um, so I said his over-under for three and a half. Um, it sounds to me like you both want to go over. Jesse, what do you think? Um, I think, I mean, I, I think it's probably over. Um, but I think it's actually closer than what, you know, I, I'll be interested to hear where Maddie goes. I assume he thinks that you're too low. Um, I mean, I don't know. I could see, honestly, I could see Rick being somewhere around He's done well. I agree with what you just said, Hoover, where he has to kind of be patient. What he needs is he needs someone like, I don't know. I'm looking at his team right now. Someone like, this might not be a great example, but like Austin Hooper or KJ Osborne even. Like one of these guys like do something and he can move them for a future pick. Like don't buy in for this year, Rick. Sell for next year and keep building. So I could see somewhere around maybe three, four wins. I'm okay with your line. Yeah, you guys made you you guys both made pretty good points there. I hadn't really thought through. I think I probably double counted for his like upcoming situation than his current. Mm -hmm. I think he has two quarterbacks that are going to score points. Like I don't trust Fields necessarily and vis-a-vis the Bears at all, but they can't be as bad as they were last year. It's just not possible. There's no way. Like Nagy is he shouldn't even have a job. So I think there's a chance with his rushing ability because he did flash a couple games late last season. He did have a couple of actually pretty sneaky, nice fantasy games, but nobody saw them or cared about them or heard about them. Cause if you were starting him in your lineups at that point, you weren't in it anymore because he did nothing up to that point. So I think he, I think actually it's, it, you're a little bit closer than I thought originally. I could see him winning four or five games, but he, I mean, whether he does it or not, he, he, he needs to stay patient. He has to stay patient and hope you hope like Najee Harris, I mean, you don't hope this, but like, you hope that he finds a way to like some value from guys who shouldn't have value and then he can stay patient and then he can Mm -hmm. next year is the first year he should be thinking about competing. Agreed. Agreed. Cause I think he's going to have the 1.1. Yep. Uh, He doesn't have his picks. He only has a third of his own. So it's not like he's really incentivized to tank unless he acquires that. Um, Good point. That's a good point. I think he's going to try to compete, but. I think realistically he's looking at three to four wins would be my guess. Uh, yeah. Speaking of four wins, should we move on to news? Yeah, there's always time for news. <laughs> news. Um, <laughs> last season finished four and ten. Like always, he was super busy. He made 15 trades in the offseason. Um, I'll kind of rattle through the, the key ones here. Bobby <laughs> Wagner. Oh, dear God. Uh, James Conner, Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, Tyreek Hill, Juju Smith, Carson Wentz, Mac Jones, Kenyon Drake, Kareem Hunt, Hunter Renfro, and he just traded for Garrett Wilson. That is a, it's like a brand-new team like Craig. Uh, lost Lamar Jackson, Ronald Jones, Rashard Penny, lost D.K. Metcalf, Scary Terry, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Davis, and Calvin Ridley. Um, just looking at the uh, the additions and losses or subtractions, Matt, what do you think? It's hard. Like, I think there's too much volume in and out to give like an assessment. It's too much, a glom. But I think it is. 
Nudes now has, to me, one of those teams in the middle of the meaty middle. He's got a Falco wispy type team where they're unbelievable redraft teams. Awesome, super top heavy. Not a lot of youth necessarily um, because of just like what Nudes would say at this point is, yeah, but I traded all my youth to get these guys. And obviously that is the case. But like I mentioned earlier, it leaves you susceptible to – you know, a couple of these guys get hurt and your team isn't what you think it is and they're older and they lose trade value and you have no picks. I mean, he's got less picks than anybody. Mm-hmm. It's a dangerous, there's no balance here. So I think Newt's has a great team. He's going to win a bunch of games, but like he's, it's a tightrope for him to stay. He's got to like try to find a way to balance this out. If that makes sense with, with some more youth and some picks. Otherwise, you know, he's, he's basically just Falco. Him and Craig are working on the same formula to me, where they just acquired a bunch of people. They don't really have any future picks. That Nude only has two future thirds in the next three years. Um, he basically is either going to be renting these guys for a year and trading them for future picks, or he's going to try to make a run. And my guess is he's trying to make a run. Um, he was busy in the draft. He drafted Jameson Williams, then traded him. Chris Olave, then traded him. Uh, does have Desmond Ritter on his roster, Devin Lloyd in the second, Isaiah Spiller, um, Tyler Aguilar. How do you say that name? Is that right? Aguilar? I think you know that. Sure. Uh, the running back from Atlanta, who we traded away, and then Wanda Robinson, who's capped. Um, Jesse, any thoughts on Nude's offseason? A busy one at that? Um, I think it's Algier. Algier. It? I think, okay, thank you. and he also, <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, and he also, he also traded Justin Fields, who I don't think you had on there originally. Oh, I didn't. Did I he added, have Justin Fields at the start of the offseason? Maybe I he, he traded him. To, he traded him to Rick. Yep. In that deal. Okay. Right. And he lost Fields. Yeah. So, um, I think Nudes needs to decide if he's in it or out of it <laughs> because every year he plays a game or two and then decides he's out and sells. And then in the offseason he buys and then he sells and then he yeah. buys. He needs to decide like which path he's going to take and go for it. Um, with that being said, I think losing Lamar Jackson is a huge loss. I love Lamar Jackson in fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think guys like, I personally still like AJ Brown. I think he can be solid in, in Philly. Um, I like, I mean, I like Bobby Wagner. I know he's older and he went to a new team, but obviously I like him. I like Henry. I don't think you had Keenan Allen on there as a loss either. Right. Cause I got Keenan Allen from him. He did. He did own Keenan Allen for a week or two. <laughs> what yeah, I was really, just for a week. So he really didn't have him. <laughs> what I really want to know <laughs> is how you feel about, some of the moves that Nudes has made. Um, I I was preaching patience, and then uh, and then I I, yeah, I lost trust with the Mayfield trade, rightfully so. And then he went AWOL. <laughs> Him and I were were working through a couple things, and uh, I I felt like we we're going on the right path. And then <laughs> middle of summer, he got bored. So that's a good time to hit Nudes right around the end of June, early July. <laughs> I love I, I do love the Devin Lloyd pick. Uh mm-hmm. yeah, I like that too. I mean that's a great pick. He, he'll be a stud IDP. 
Um, I think the risk on Algier is is solid. Uh, Wandale's mm-hmm. too short for you hoops, but yeah, if they short, do huh? if they do what they say they're going to do, he could be okay. Olave could be okay. I mean, I'm not against. I think his his draft was was pretty solid overall. But I actually, think I think he had a really good draft for what the draft is. Um, I, I don't know. I I'm, I have a tough time with nudes because I just don't know where what lane he's in. He I did love get pretty so. screwed where a lot of the people he acquired then either got traded or news came out that they like fell apart. So yeah. maybe he just has like a curse on him or something. Um, I like Garrett Wilson a lot. I like, he was my favorite rookie, but he traded Jameson Williams for him and some change. So let's, uh, let's talk about the over under. And uh, I said it at 7.5. I mean, he's got his roster is too good to not win eight games. You'd think, barring injury, he it's uh, I don't know. It's uh, it's gonna be tough, I think, ultimately for him to find that balance, like we talked about. But I think he wins eight games, but mostly just because he's got a roster of guys that are all set up to be like this is the type of team you want if you're if you're doing like a redraft. This is a redraft. He's got a redraft team. That's what he's got. He's got a redraft he team. A- it's a good one. He's a redraft player in a dynasty league. That is so well said. <laughs> what it, do you it's think? So <laughs> well said. I think he will, I think he goes over. Uh, I I think he's a playoff team. <clears throat> I mean, he has he has a good enough team to make the playoffs. Um, so playoffs. So yeah, I think you I, could you could do seven and seven. That that was yeah. playoffs last year. It was, but I, I'm going to go over and playoff. So I'm going to say eight to nine wins he gets. Okay. Eight yeah, wins. I feel, safe. I feel safe. He's got a good team. I mean, he's got his quarterbacks are great. Yeah. He's got two. He's going to win a lot of games with just those guys. He's got running backs that are going to get tons of volume. His receivers, albeit losing some value in the trades that they were in right after Nudes acquired him, are definitely going to like be up and down. But this is a good team. He'll win a bunch of games. If he stays healthy, he's the team you don't want to face in the beginning of the playoffs because you just if those teams have good games and they're in it and they're playing with pace, it's dangerous. You also want to play him early in the season because if he's out to Jesse's point, he's going to just trade everyone and then it's yep. like a free win. Yep. Um, yep. Let's Try move on to four. Who thinks he's going to be out by week nine? Uh, last season finished seven and seven. <laughs> and uh, he was relatively busy. Acquired Marcus Mariota, Quez Watkins, MVS, Davis, Jahan Dotson, Donovan Peoples-Jones, and then Deion Jones. Uh, he did lose Goff, Kenny Galladay, who's recently cut, uh, Derek Henry, and Russell Gage. For me, those are a lot of uh, big names going out. Goff's the starting QB. He's competent. And then Derek Henry. But I think he sold Derek Henry at the right time. What do you think, Matt? I do think he sold Derek Henry at the right time, and I'm not even sure I remember what he got for him. I just think like, oh look, yeah, the 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 clock was ticking there to the point where if you can get even decent value back, I think we should take a second to acknowledge because I don't believe we really fully did in the chat how awesome it is that he named his team this just to stick it to Muldoon as he flies in from the clouds and and he goes full Vince and just starts torching everybody. Great move from Forrest. I think he owns a portion of Muldoon's brain there, but no, I think. He's got one of these teams too. I actually need to see. He's got a bunch of picks. I remember 
after looking at his roster, but the firsts are quite a ways out. So he, has, he uh, also three has, future first, three future second, and four yeah. future third. He's got a so he has a he has a little more of a blend. He's got a team similar to Newt's, but he's got a little more of a blend of youth in there. He's got Hertz, he's got Davis, he's got Mike Williams. You know, he's got some guys that kind of half bridge that gap. Um, I think Herbert can play. He's a guy that I think, like, you know, the Bears obviously don't expect to have this, like, high-flying, fast-paced, efficient offense. But if Monty gets hurt, which he has in the past, Herbert can be that guy. He can definitely. So that's the kind of guy that can spike. His value can spike quickly, and then that puts Forrest in a better position. But, yeah, I like his team. I don't I don't hate his situation. I think he. it was hard to let go of Dotson. I think Dotson can play. He gets open at will. He's a separator. Um, reception perception loves him which is usually a pretty good barometer of, of how good these guys are going to be. So I like mm-hmm. Forrest's spot. He's kind of in that middle of that meaty middle too. He's got a team kind of like nudes, but maybe a little bit less top end talent, but a few more picks and a little more youth. So if I yeah. put them both in a blender, they'd come out the same. He, uh, <laughs> he traded Derek Henry for Christian Kirk and a future first to nudes. Mm. Okay. I like that. Even just getting up first for Henry is great. Whatever else. Cause he gave, he ended up giving Kirk to me. For Dotson. So he got Dotson in a first for Derrick Henry. That's fine. That's I like that. Fun. Jesse, what are your thoughts on his outlook and offseason? Uh, similar. Some good, you know, quality names going out. Um, not as strong coming in as much as I do like. I do like what Gavis could do in Buffalo this year. And I like Dotson as a rookie. Um, Quez Watkins is probably one of my favorite best ball players out there. Uh, but this isn't best ball. I love that he's got three firsts, three seconds for the future. Mm-hmm. And I love his attitude. Uh, I like, I like first and forest most. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I like what he's doing. He's like a fringe playoff team and he's building for the future. He's, I think he's doing it the right way. The other thing that he does really well is he understands value in the league. He understands what guys are worth relative to other guys at that position and et cetera, et cetera. So I think he's, he's good at trades, which always gives you an opportunity to, to pull yourself out of like a in-between no man's land situation. So Forrest confirmed good at trades. I agree. Um, I'm looking at his over-under and I, I kind of feel like I'm a little low now and I want to change it, but I'm not going to. Um, and maybe I'll try to justify why, but I have his over-under as at four and a half. Um, Jesse, what are your thoughts on the over-under? Um, I have him at, I think he goes over. I think he's going to win five or six games. Okay. He has Jalen Hurts and Marcus Mariota as the starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. McCaffrey, great if he's not hurt. Nick Chubb, same situation. His receivers are what scare me. Uh, Michael Thomas, Mike Williams, Davis, and then MVS. And then his tight end is Gasecki. And then he has a relatively okay defense that he traded for some guys. Uh, Matt, what do you think? Over under four and a half? You go in five wins as well? This, this one feels pretty close to me, too. Like, I think the one we were talking about before was Rick's. It's not a great roster. 
but it's a roster that has a really good quarterback, two great mm-hmm. running backs, two great receivers. Thomas, who knows, wild card. Gazeki is going to be a zero. I mean, he's blocking 95% of the plays he's in on. Like, he's just not going to be, he, he, he can't, you can't, can't use him. Um, no. He's got guys on the bench too. He's got Boston Scott. If Miles Sanders can't get healthy and Game Mill takes the passing down work and then they split goal line work, could have mm-hmm. a couple weeks. He could pop. Um, Hamler, who knows? It depends on how healthy he is. I've seen conflicting reports there, but he could, in theory, fill in that occasional deep ball DK Tyler Lockett role for Russ. Dotson, like we already talked about, Brevin Jordan has a little bit of juice. So I think I think he's good for five or six wins. I think it's an over, but not like a slam. He doesn't have a third quarterback, um, which is concerning. He's going to have to rotate in a uh, a bench guy or a flex guy in his his super flex spot. His backup is Andy Dalton, um, so that's a little concerning for me as well. But uh, we're we're kind of around four to six wins. It sounds like. Um, should we move on to Falco? He's not going to, depending on when he listens to this, this could be way past his bedtime. So we better get, give him okay, some good. love before. Let's, yeah. Let's, let's <laughs> cruise through Falco then. Uh, he finished seven and seven last year as well. Uh, he added Richard Penny and uh, Najee Harris with me. Lost Zeke and then drafted Alec Pierce. Uh, he made three uh-huh. trades and his future outlook. He has two future firsts and four future seconds and then one third in the next years. Matt, your thoughts? Thanks. I mean, he's got the same team. He's had the same team for three years. It's Falco. <laughs> he did he's got enough. Yeah, but he added the running back with the most downside. There's no everything that Najee does this year will be will be less than what he did last year. Guaranteed mm-hmm. by default. He's now talking about this Liz Frank injury out of nowhere. That's been like kind of bothering him. Probably not a problem. Not great. Mitch and Pickett aren't going to dump the ball off to running backs like Ben had to last year. And so half of his targets are probably gone, which is a ton of added value. That insulates you in those weeks where you don't get a lot on the ground. And they have, they got guys to throw the ball to. And so I just don't think, I mean, I don't know. It's not a great trade, but he's fine. Like he's not going to hurt him. He's a good player. He's got the same team. Mm-hmm. He has no, he still has no pick. He swapped a couple of old guys out for maybe one young guy and some other guys. And he's always going to be in the mix. He's always going to be in play, win some games, but he's like, just, his team is just in purgatory, unfortunately. What do you think, Jeffrey? Falco is the most entertaining, boring fantasy manager <laughs> I've ever met. Um, man, get him a couple pops on a Sunday and we, uh, and we get fun Falco, but otherwise he just, I don't know. He doesn't make a lot of moves. He spends a lot of money on guys like Darius Geis and not other people who could potentially help his team and through free agent bidding. Um, I mean, I like him moving Zeke and getting Najee and Penny. I think that's that's great for him. That's a that's a plus. I like Alec Pierce being drafted, but I don't know. He Falco just bores me. Mm-hmm. 
I feel the same way. I feel the same way. Sorry, Falco. Let's talk about his over-under. Uh, he won seven games last year, and I'm setting it at seven again. 7.5. Yeah. Um, before I give you that, let's go through his starting lineup real quick. Uh, Derek Carr. His running backs are awesome. He has Cook and Najee Harris. And then Aaron Jones as a flex. That's solid. One of, probably one of the best cores in the league. Devontae Adams, new team. I don't love that for elite receivers. Lazard, who I like, but I wouldn't put him in my starting lineup. DJ Chark should not be in the starting lineup. George Kittle, one of the better tight ends. And then Matt Ryan as his second quarterback. And then a good defense, I think. He has some pretty standout guys. And then Daniel Jones is the third quarterback. Uh, seven and a half, Matt, over or under? I mean, he played 14 games, right? So he's got to go eight and six to beat this. Or seven and this seven one, like he did last year. Or seven and seven, yeah. I mean, this one feels right on, too. I don't see him going under. His team's, his talent on his roster is too good. Um, his his team is just too good to not win at least eight or nine games. And he's got a team. He's got the same team as Newt's. It's a redraft team. Those guys are playing redraft, but they're in a dynasty league. They just don't know it. Or maybe they do. I don't know. Falco probably does it. I don't think he knows he has draft picks. Or sorry, I should rephrase that. I don't think he knows he had at one point in time draft picks. But He has yeah, more he's... picks than nudes. More future picks. I mean, that's not a that's a low bar. He'll win eight games and he'll probably sneak he'll sneak into the playoffs. He'll be like a four or five seed and he could beat anybody any week, but his dynasty team is just kind of treading water, I think. Jesse over under seven and a half. I think he finishes at somehow eight wins. He always seems to be in it. He always seems to just be right there, which is so crazy when you think about it, because him and Forrest won this league in year one. They traded all their picks. They had no picks for like two years. I know he's finally mm-hmm. got two future firsts, but I'm guessing those are 2025, maybe 2024. Yeah. They're like, in the yeah, it's not going to be 2023. Uh, and those picks will probably get traded for guys that will help him this year, mm-hmm. which will get him to at least eight wins. So I say over. <laughs> and I don't mean that, Fal- Falco, if you're still listening to me, I don't know if you are. I don't think you're boring. I love you. I just think that you are very, like, a, like you're like a steady boring. <laughs> if that makes any sense to anybody outside of my brain. Wonder what nudes and him would look like as a co-manager. It'd be pretty crazy. I, I, mean, I love them. I love all these guys. This is sure we just... can make it happen. Yeah, you I mean can. we could do a lot of things with between the three of us. We get uh we get things done. I mean everybody knows that. <laughs> look at how this podcast came back together. The people were clamoring for it. They had to have it. And <laughs> far be it from us to withhold a premium product from the marketplace. There's just no reason to do that. So here we are. But Falco's the best. We're back. He's just completely, just completely out of his mind. But he's always there. You catch him. He's like he is like a uh, he's like an eclipse. Two three nights. Yeah, two he three nights a season. He'll get torched up and come into the chat at a, a <laughs> preposterous hour and just start making ridiculous bets that he can't he can't hold up. But yeah, he's great. He's the best. Speaking of the best, I'm moving on to Muldoon, one of my favorite. Um, his, his team name is Sub Hoover. Shout out. Appreciate you. Last season, eight and six. Uh, similar to news strategy in a way where he likes to make a lot of trades with picks and then roster guys this year. And then we'll do the same thing again in the upcoming year. 
So he added Lamar Jackson, Marquise Brown, Miles Sanders, Nico Collins, Chris Olave, Baker, Jamal Adams, and then T. Higgins. He lost Justin Fields, A.J. Brown, Wentz, Judy, and Tyler Boyd. And he was pretty busy in the draft. Drake London, 1.2. Kenny Pickett, 1.4. Another QB, Matt Corral, 2.1. David Bell, 2.3. And Samir White, who he traded in the third round. He made 15 total trades this offseason, which I believe is a record as well as nudes. And um, (laughs) relatively... Good, good future assets, one future first, seven future seconds, and then three-thirds. Uh, Jesse, what are your thoughts on uh, Muldoon's offseason? Um, two of my favorite additions are definitely Lamar Jackson, Marquise Brown. Yeah. Um, and T. Higgins. I forgot that he got T. Higgins. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of, of those three. Um, I think his people going out there's really nobody on there other than aj brown and maybe fields that upsets me mm-hmm. um muldoon is one of those people who i think he's so difficult to predict what is gonna end up happening with him because it all depends on what mood he wakes up in it wakes up with in yeah in the in the morning you know like he could wake up one day and be like fuck this team i'm selling everybody or he could be like, fuck these picks. I'm selling them all. And at which point he would get players and then sell those players again for picks. So he's really difficult to predict what he's going to do on any day. But one thing's for sure, he puts together a good team. He can't draft for Dick, but he is very good Uh-oh. at building a team. I'd just be wary. If, I'd be wary if I was drafting with him. I mean, he's a, He's just a tornado. He's he is constantly cons, he's consistently and always in the mix in some capacity because he's molded. Yeah, because he's good mm-hmm. at this. He understands value. He understands how to read markets. He also takes shots. Like he throws more deep balls than anybody. That kid just fires darts because he has the confidence in himself to go make some trades and get it done. And he's proven that he can do that. To Jesse's point, he always has a balanced roster. So he's always starting from a good place. We're now in the tier of, of teams where these teams are all balanced. This is, this is a yeah. Stanks tier, tier break for sure. We're now heading into a group of teams that are a cut above just because they have that balance. And so he's always got it because he's completely insane. And you just never know. I don't have a problem with anybody really that he, that he pushed out. Um, Fields we already talked about AJ Brown. I mean, I, I was the, his initial friend his initial best friend AJB and I just that offense is tough to predict and I also think he's I don't I don't trust his health like he's not really ever been healthy and so that stuff doesn't seem to get better over time but Judy whatever like Judy is just exactly who he is there's literally no mystery with what Judy is or isn't his range of outcomes is within like five either way like he's just that's Mm -hmm. what he is so He's always in the mix. He's a maniac. He's got picks. And if he doesn't, he trades guys to get picks and he always finds his way back to competing. He's got good depth. He's got youth. He's a lunatic. He's a lunatic. Um, I think, I think Muldoon's strategy is more calculated than you both are uh, underestimating him for. Cause I, I do think. He, he, <laughs> no, I just, I'm analyzing like what he does. And I think he will, 
he doesn't trust himself to draft as much. And he, he, I think he believes in um, using those picks to rent players and then he'll trade them for draft picks in in next year. Uh, He's confident in his evaluation of buying well on players with the assumption that they'll increase in value. Baker is one of those examples to me and Marquise Brown is the other that he added and then he traded A.J. Brown, who's lost value in Justin Fields, who potentially will lose value as well. Um, I just think that's how he kind of sees players as like buying low, sell high. And I don't think Marquise. Do I don't think Marquise Brown was a buy low. I think that he somehow got Rick to sell him for pennies on the dollar. But I don't think that that was a buy low. I think Baker, sure, that's a buy low for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, especially after I sold high to to nudes nudes might have been high unbelievable um, that's right that's when hoover broke off the, the consulting contract he breached it at that point in time that's when he told nudes yeah this this is he probably me that day. That was, yeah. yeah he goes they're making right. fun of me you told me this wouldn't happen <laughs> <laughs> oh boy so the other thing i i'm a little concerned with I think Nudes does have to have some things go right this season to be, or sorry, Muldoon, uh, for things to go right this yeah, season. Freudian right so, there. That was Freudian. He's going to hate that. Muldoon. So if we can ever sit him he, down long enough to listen to this. He, he, here, here's my concerns with this team. Um, he's kind of counting on Marquise Brown to be good. Um, he's starting Devil, Devin Singletary, although he doesn't need to. And then uh, Etwan Moore or Elijah Moore, rather. I, I hate that guy. I think he sucks, and he's he's somebody that I think he's banking on. And uh, and then his depth is is like Mooney. He has uh, J.K. Dobbins, Sanders, and then Eno Benjamin. Those guys need to hit, and I don't know if they're going to for him to be really really competitive this year. Drake London, Chris Godwin, also two guys on his bench that I think will end up being decent. And then Chris Olave. I just don't really personally like the guys he's picking to to run his team uh, this year. So in, I have his over-under at eight, 8.5. In his, so before I give you an over-under, in his defense, I do believe he's told me, and this changes by the day, that this is a bridge year for him. Meaning okay. he's gotten a little less balanced than he would like to be. So he's got a little bit too much top end, like high end talent, but no picks. And so he's kind of in that no man's land. Who knows what he does? I think that over under makes sense because his team as currently constituted, not taking into account any of those guys that he gambled on that you're like, you know, who knows, right? We don't know what's going to happen with a lot of those guys on his bench it's still a pretty good team. Like it's a really good, it's a strong roster. Like he's going to beat a lot of teams. So, but he's right at that number. I think he's an eight, nine win team. That's because that's a lot. Once you get to 10, you're talking 10 and four. That's a, that's a big season. So I would say he's, he's a push to a slight over. Yeah. His, his quarterbacks are going to be Kenny Pickett, Geno Smith, Baker, and then Lamar. Not too bad, I guess. Jesse, what do you think? Over under 8.5. Under. Under. Yep. Resounding you under. Seven. Wow. Be surprised if he gets to five. Wow. <laughs> have oh, you God. seen the Have you seen the stats from his watch lately? 
the oh, kids yeah. get averaging like 2.3 hours of sleep at night so this is more of a question of will he even live long enough to collect any <laughs> possible winnings it's a different conversation that's a sub pod that's a sub elite sub pod uh no in all seriousness i i think he comes in at uh just under eight wins it's like seven 7.9 wins you both no, you I, both think seven wins no, what did you say, Matt? You said I gave seven? Him a push. I said push to like maybe just over. So I have him as like an eight, nine. I think his ceiling is probably well, you, nine. If you, say, if you say over, you have him at nine. Yeah, that's. I'm, I'm giving him credit for his ceiling because I trust him to be able to make the right moves in season to get there if he wants to get there. If yeah, he thinks and, he I, and I see the exact opposite. I see him being in it, but realizing he can't win it and making a couple moves to sell guys to get additional future picks because he's so infatuated with Hoover now that he loves ends up him. coming under the eight and a half. Mm. Loves Hoover. Loves the picks. Can't get enough of either of them. Dog, picks, and Hoover. There's, I like his draft picks. I don't like Drake London, but I do like Kenny Pickett a lot. Drake London, um, he's gonna, he'll be fine. He's going to hit. He'll hit. I think a lot of people are – that's the consensus for him. He can play. Okay. Um, I, I hope he goes over eight. I like it in the playoffs. He's he's feisty. I, yeah. I I would like it more if he just held on to those picks and just let it. Well, he's contracted out. by the tri commissioners to fulfill his Vince duties throughout the season, regardless of where he happens to be. So he's he'll be involved. He owes us that. <laughs> I like how he's today. I'm doing all these at 0.5 and you said push for his over under. <laughs> I know. You can't do that. You can't but, do that. You can't do that. It doesn't work Listen, like that. Matt's give him the over, right? Matthew give him the over. Give the kid the over, right? He's earned it. He works Speaking hard Jesse, let's, let's do you now. Oh, man. First one to go. First one. Last season, nine and five. Great season. You added Kadarius Tony and Keenan Allen. You lost Baker, Brandon Cooks and Bobby Wagner. You didn't really draft anybody. I think that was a smart move. Um, somehow I have you down at 10 trades, and I think that's because you kept trading draft picks around. <laughs> Possibly. I don't, I don't remember, but you have <laughs> three future first, five future seconds, and four future thirds. Um, Matt, you want to analyze your... What do you guys call yourself? You know exactly so, what. You know, don't, don't, you know, don't, don't pretend, you know, don't, don't pretend like we are the premier co-ownership team that you've, any oh, of you man. have ever been privileged enough to see. That, that's like a guy going to a bar with his wife and seeing a girl there and her saying hi yeah. and him being like, do I know you? Who, who yeah. Are you? Well, like, classic. What's your nice name? Nice try. We've met. No. Nice. High school. Well, this could be it. This could be the starting. <laughs> this could be a start of something special. <laughs> So it's quiet uh, for Jesse other than trading back when, with picks. Matt, your thoughts? I mean, it's this is so it's it's very easy to assess either my team or his team at all times because they're we run them the same way. It's the same concepts. So I think the only current weakness on his whole roster, and he already knows this, is he needs to come up with a solution for his for a quarterback because he's got two that are good, mm-hmm. but they're sing they're they're not multidimensional, and then he's got nothing if he loses one of them and he knows that. So he's been trying to figure out a way to address that. And I think he can do it via the draft. He can do it by trading some of the talent he has. The roster is fantastic. I mean, Taylor obviously doesn't need to be talked about Fournette. If he stays healthy is elite. 
Deontay Johnson, I actually think could improve this year over last year because he's going to get a quarterback that's going to find him with a little bit of a deeper ADOT. And so I think that he, I think he has an opportunity to potentially even be a little bit better. DJ Moore is going to have his best year ever. Pittman is elite. Like there's just, I think people are still late to the party on Pittman. It feels to me like, I don't know why, just one guy in the off season who everything changes for his situation for the better. And he improves and he's already flashed and all the right people think that he's good at football, but he just like, isn't in the news. And so nobody really thinks about Never. him, but he's super quiet, super quiet. And I know who you were a Pittman guy. Um, I'm huge on Pittman. I'm yeah. very high on Pittman. So same. Yeah. And Keenan Allen, we all know what he is, right? Like we've had that conversation. Nudes may not have figured it out yet, but he's going to get there. Um, defense is always taken care of. He's got, couple running backs on the bench that I like. I think he probably needs to do a little bit where he started the process of doing some work with his receivers in the back end with that Tony trade, which I think is smart. Like take shots on guys who have done it. Yeah. He's done it. His only thing is he needs to stay healthy, which I guess is the case for all these guys, but like he really does. It's, it's, it's a little bit more um, pronounced with him, but yeah, has picks, has talent, has depth, always going to be in the mix, knows what he's doing. Pretty easy assessment. Yeah, Stafford and uh, Rodgers are going to be your season, I think. Um, two great quarterbacks. Stafford dealing with some sort of an injury right now. Um, great running back core, great receiving core. I love Chase Edmonds this year as well on your bench. Um, and then you have good receiving depth as well. Tony, we talked about, great addition. Um, he's one of my favorite players. And then you have a ton of draft picks. So I think you're you're well balanced and you're one of the the top teams this year. Um, do you want to talk about your team at all? Or does that feel weird? Uh, no, I think I think it's actually kind of fun to talk about your team because you can kind of talk about yeah, it's much sure. easier, right? To kind yeah. of talk, talk about mm-hmm. your process. I knew coming into the season, my my two biggest weaknesses were QB and wide receiver. QB is and QB not my starters, my depth. I don't have any depth. I have I have a. Rodgers and Stafford. I had Baker, yeah, but I chose to move him because I got first in a couple seconds. So like that was a no brainer to me, especially for a guy who I, I thought, yeah, no, <laughs> I thought you was, do that deal. I thought was out of a job. Um, yeah, and so I figured, okay, I can address wide receiver. Um, Tony and Allen kind of came my way after conversations, and when I landed Tony, my first text was from Hoover saying it was you. We <laughs> made me feel very excited that. Yeah, I took them from you because you were trying to get them and I had no idea. I was. So I had the yeah. same trade on the table, but he went with George. So that was exciting. Um, I didn't care about the draft in 2022. I punted it because I didn't, there was nobody I really wanted. Um, and, you know, the Cooks deal, I, I, I think back to that, maybe it wasn't a great move moving Cooks because I, I do like Cooks a lot, but I got what I think will be 2.1 or 2.2 in next year's draft, which um, I value that. And then I think I was able to replace, I had a lot of linebackers. So moving, I love Wagner. I do. I know he's going to a new team, um, but I, I do love him. He scores points, uh, but I, I, I can always find linebackers. I'm very confident in finding linebackers. So, um, so yeah, I don't know. My, my overall process was I knew I'm short on QBs. I'm short on wide receivers. So I hopefully fix my wide receiver core a little bit and I'll continue to work on the QB piece. I know I got to get younger there. The, the Cooks trade, you said it was for 2.1. Is that right? Or two or something. I don't know. 
either way, like high second, that is, those are the exact types of trades that you have to be able to have the depth to be able to make, to keep the balance, to keep turning the roster over. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. every year, those past 27, their value goes down. Just the, like Muldoon, the ultimate ageist, he's always devaluing these boomers. And so it's hard because you got to <clears throat> trade into that. So those are the trades you have to make. And if it means you have to take like a small step back, like go find somebody to backfill that spot. But yeah, no, you have to make those trades. They're, they're a necessary evil to staying competitive, but also staying balanced. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't, and I don't think you need to make a QB trade today or before the season. No. Just do it whenever someone gets hurt no. or their, their bye week fit and you can get a stop gap or maybe pick someone up who, ends up getting a starting role because of an injury. Um, mm -hmm. You don't need to, to fill out like a complete roster before the season that, that's fluid. Um, I so agree. I like your team a lot. I like that you punted this draft. I like that you acquired picks and I like the moves you made. I have your over under at 8.5 and mostly because I think it depends on what's going to happen with your quarterbacks. If they do what they did last year, you're going to go over for sure. You'll be at, at 10 to nine wins just like you were. Um, but I think you play me twice, so 8.5. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Slow play. I haven't looked at the schedules. I don't know who I play multiple times, but that would factor in. Um, he'll go over. That's a, this is a nine. This is a nine. The, this team is a nine to 10 win team for sure. And yeah. again, I made the mistake of trading for a quarterback prematurely when I made that Teddy Bridgewater deal. There's no reason. If you're in it, and your team is cruising and we're at like week nine and you're seven and two and you lose one of those quarterbacks, but the rest of your team is humming. Then it's time to start thinking about trading a pick or a player and go getting yourself a quarterback, but you don't do that now. So you don't, it doesn't even matter. So yeah, I think this is a nine win team 10 if things break, right. Um, Jesse, you're not going to trade any like future picks for a QB. If you desperately not, need not to, to you. you, not to you, Hoover. Not to uh, you. I, well, I tried with I tried with you, but you, you sent me one uh, apparently. Okay, it's a starting conversation, and your response back was, "I'm not trading any quarterbacks." So yeah, you why am I going to continue? Why am I going to waste my time having a conversation? Right now, quarterbacks like Lebron, you can just do whatever you want. Like I would trade I a it. first to you for a quarterback, but it would. Or, or or maybe two. I don't know. It just depends on the quarterback and the conversation that we're having. Even though I fucking hate trading first to you. And every time I see a trade go through and one of these idiots from our league gives you a first, I want to jump through the fucking phone and strangle them. Like literally sit on top of them and strangle them until I see the life come out of their souls. Because what are we doing? We just want to keep giving you everything? Like, ugh, We're going to get them eventually. Crazy. The train is going to stop. We've already started to we're whipping votes. We've already got some. Rick is out. We can never really truly well. trust Rick when it comes to trades, but he has sworn you off for now. Yeah, I would. I mean, I'll. I am. This is the way I've always viewed my team. Nobody on my team is untouchable. I will trade okay. anyone and everyone at any point in time as long as I think it makes sense. In the same offseason, I reiterate this because I think this is important. In the same offseason, I traded Kristen McCaffrey and I traded Saquon Barkley before Barkley got hurt, and after CMC had that monster year. So I'll trade anybody. It just has to make sense. That's smart business, one that I definitely don't live by. I have – do not touch guys. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> nobody should be untouchable. Nobody. No. 
I have those guys. Um, any last thoughts before we move on to me? Be nice oh. to your commissioners. Yeah. Come on, guys. We're doing our best to keep you jackals caged up. <laughs> Fuck you, Hawk. Hawk was just looking for some attention tonight, and he got it. He got it from, from one of the tribe. So that's a pretty uh, big deal. It's like Obama popping by your house while you're watching. <laughs> Hawk's, Hawk's a CNN guy, I think. So whenever he's watching uh, Matt Hour. No, or what happened is I, I guarantee tonight Hawk watched uh, – watched uh, the back-to-back of Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy, and he probably had a good night, so he's feeling himself. <laughs> he's the best. Are those still on? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on. Now you're offending. You just actually offended him. That was the first offensive thing we've said about Hawk. You just did it. This is true. Um, I'll move on to my team. Finished 9-5 and five last season. Uh, I did win the league. I had a good playoff run. Uh, addition, Terry McLaurin, Clyde Edwards, and Terry Judy. And I lost a lot of people. Najee, Javante Williams, Kadarius Tony, Shard Bateman, and T. Higgins. Um, that's a pretty Wait, good you line. lost? That's all gone. You lost Tony? But you were trading, trying to trade back for Tony? I lost him um, at the very beginning of the offseason. Yeah. And then when I got him, you texted me saying it was you and you were trying yeah, to get him back. I did want him wow. back. Yeah. Wow. This it, is the, this is the inverse of how the Bateman deal came to be. I've been chasing Bateman for quite literally two years now in Hoove. I just never been able to find the right combination to open that lock. And I finally was just like, who the hell do I have to go get? Who do I have to get to give you to get this done? And it's like the reverse of what we're talking about here. I didn't even know Hoover owned Tony. That's hilarious. I yeah, didn't either I right him. now. Uh, I traded him away for Terry McLaurin. I included um, some seconds in that. Hmm. Um, it was seconds that were in last year's draft. So I didn't draft anyone this year. Um, similar to you, Jesse, I didn't see the value in any of these players. So I traded the picks away. Um, and then my future outlooks are uh, 12 first, one second, and two thirds. Matt, do you want to talk about my offseason? This is this is easy too because you're 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 forever. You're like a more you're a more elite version of what Muldoon's got, except there's no. You have a safety net below a safety net, below an additional safety net, below another safety net, below another safety net. Like there's no way <laughs> for you to fail because you have 12 first round picks. And half of the league still hasn't quite figured out exactly how to value those somehow, improbably. On top of that, you have the roster. I mean, you running backs, you don't have any running backs. But again, what did we say earlier? Zero. That's the, the least important place to invest in Dynasty. There's no point to chasing those guys. If you end up with a good one, you hang on to them. You don't go like paying over for them. Receivers are elite. Pitts is obviously excellent. Like you're you're always got a chance to win. You have the best situation. And I think you have a case for best roster and you have the best dynasty situation. Like to me, you're the top tier almost on your own, to be honest, because those picks can be deployed in any number of ways and there's not really any way for you to fail. So unfortunately we're stuck with you for God knows how much longer, just being a pain in the ass, but uh, end of time, end of time, but it'll be fun as hell beating you. Cause you're, you really shouldn't be losing. So it's like, you're always, 
the bullseye is always on your back. If we can get an injury or two from you, couple bad breaks, couple bad bounces, and you start shiv- shoving picks out into the world and you get sniped a couple times, that's the only way we can really close the gap on like your situation. But I think, you know, your team's obviously in the mix too. So in conclusion, fuck you. Okay, thank you. Jesse? So the first thing I'll say is that I, my personal assessment of what you did this year is let's go back. What you did two years ago is you sold everything to get future first Mm -hmm. for the 2021 draft guys that you believed in and you hit on a lot of picks. We'll still see what happens with Lance and Lawrence. Um, Mm -hmm. But you hit, you built your team. Well, you went out and you won. And I think what you did is you stepped back and said, okay, I've got that one win under my belt, which I think matters. So now I'm going to sell guys like Najee, who I think is obviously good. Any Steeler running back that gets volume is going to produce. They're going to be a top yeah. 12 RB every time. Javante Williams, who I think could be awesome this year. I think if things really broke right for him, I think he could be top five. I don't think that will happen. I think he could be easily top 10, though, for sure. Uh, Tony, who I obviously like. Uh, Bateman, who is has no path other than wide receiver one in, in Baltimore and could be a top 15, 24 guy. T Higgins, who could easily outproduce Jamar Chase. I mean, he, I think I saw something the other day where I think he played three less games and had like a handful less like points per game, whatever, than, than Higgins did. So overall, I think you gave up a lot, but I think you did that to build for your future, knowing you still have a good team that can compete. You don't need to win this year because you just won last year, but you're going to be in the running to continue to win. So I think you were willing to take a little bit of a hit this year to guarantee that future dominance, which you have and sucks so bad. Yeah. Because I, my, my, is that fair or is it my, no, it is. Well, yeah, my is goal is to, to be the, the third best team in the season like third best roster. And then I want to have that, that draft Every capital to yeah, just be able to keep pushing out guys. Cause I know I'm going to hit miss on a lot of people. Um, but I do, I like, I do I enjoy the draft process. I do enjoy watching these prospects and making my decisions and planting my flag on a few of the players. Um, but I know like those guys are, are definitely tradable. So I love Javante Williams. I love, Najee I love T Higgins and Bateman but I knew like I'm gonna sell them in my opinion where their almost highest value is and I I do have some depth coming in um like Etienne I I like that was out last year yeah Yeah. glad he's coming back um but I, I think I'm probably like the third or fourth best team this year well you say that but one thing that we're not really talking about too much here and it's fine because it's not what the plan is but you have really strong linebackers and they produce uh-huh. and those guys uh-huh. score points and they make up for the gaps where maybe someone has like you know a qb1 and a qb2 yeah that's a good point one week or something like that qb2 can be made up for in those missing points with having two top linebackers like those guys score points not <laughs> i don't know why everyone hasn't caught on to it yet or understood the importance of having strong linebacker play or IDP play in general, but it matters. So 
I think that 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 helps you where maybe, okay, you got rid of a Javante or or Najee or or a T Higgins or whatever, and then you can make it up with some of your LB play. And those, those future picks allow you to just be versatile. Like you can say, okay, I want to draft five guys next year, or I want to draft three and trade two of these picks for other guys. Like you just have so much going for you and it's just the absolute worst. It's the worst. And people need to stop trading you first rounders. Guys, stop trading them first rounders. We set the market, right? He doesn't set the market. Fuck him. We set the goddamn market. So if we decide if if we decide that Javante or Najee are worth second rounders, then that's what he gets. He doesn't get a first rounder. Don't give him the first because he's gonna come to all of us with the same offer. He does it all the time. He sends out a yeah. blank offer to everybody, blank for a first, blank for a first, and eventually someone accepts. Don't accept, decline, try to get a second. And then if he doesn't do it, okay, fine. Then he doesn't get your future first. Don't worry about it. That's the play. And honestly, and we're trying to get, Labrie, you know, Labrie, do what Hoover has been doing. This is what you uh, need to do. Uh, it's it's uh, Find two cornerstone players, trade everyone else. Yeah, that's it. That's it. No, you're. It's people just have to trust in their own player acquisition strategies and not just be reliant on your excess. It's just that's not a good place to be. It's a bad place to be. And I've got bad news that I have to share with everybody. If you don't have a team that can compete with any of these last two or three teams plus the next couple that we're about to talk about, then you're not in the mix because the gap in fantasy football is massive if you don't have a ton of top end talent. Nobody wins fantasy football leagues with a bunch of guys who are like wide receiver twos and running back twos, but, but consistent and safe. Like you don't win with those teams. So you're a pain in the ass. You're always going to be the only saving grace is that your firsts in this upcoming draft are late. But then again, this is going to be a deep draft. Like, even if you don't, if you make those picks, you're going to get guys that would have been like 1.4 in this draft. And so, yeah, unfortunately, I'm kind of banking on some running backs next year to come through. I'll need to replace Elijah Mitchell and Clyde. You'll be replacing Clyde. Elijah Mitchell sooner than that. But yeah, probably. Yeah, he's um, made a glass. He's glass man. Okay. I have, I put myself at 10, 10 and a half, mostly because I did score a lot of points last year, but nine and five was what I ended up with. I did lose a ton of talent. I'm adding some, some guys as well and a lot most of the guys that i'm adding are like second third year guys that didn't really play much last year so i think 10 10 and a half probably a little favorable but jesse what do you think over under i have you um well it's interesting you were at nine and five last year and i think that you had better offensive overall talent last year Um, i did you know and so Immediately I go and I think about your team and I'm like, well, nine and five seems low. But when I look at what you lost versus what you brought in, like I'm not high on McLaurin because I hate Wentz. I'm not high on Judy because I think there's guys there that are better than Judy. I'm just not a Judy fan. Yeah. Yeah. Sutton. And I even think like, I think Javante is going to take work. And I think, um, uh, you know, whatever. I have my my bias, but I think a guy like Hamler is gonna sneak in for some like deep Tyler Lockett type stuff, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I'm not high on Ceh. I never was. Um, even though I think 
I think I think he could be a value in drafts this year. I, yeah, I he's like a best ball value now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyways, with all that being said, um, I think you'll go over. But actually, no. Sorry, 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 sorry. I, uh, sorry. I think you're going to be under. Ten wins. I think you're going to be under ten and a half. Nine yeah, wins. I think I, I could see you back at nine and five again. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you I, play me twice. Nice, nice. Full circle. I, I, this isn't like a great answer. It's not what it's not the people came for. But you could talk me into eight wins to 12 mm-hmm. wins for you. I could see either outcome. Because you did get worse as a roster, but you had mm-hmm. your situation improved. It's again, it's like that Cook's trade. You you just paid it. You kicked the can down a little bit. But because of your defense, you're always going to have a chance to win. You, I mean, you've won weeks with just that defense. Like, it is what it is. When you build defenses like this, they can literally shift weeks. So... You're a pain in the ass. I yeah. can see you going either way. Let's move on. Great. Let's do it. Um, let's go to deep land. 10 and four last year. Um, this is like my, my least favorite team to play. They always kick my ass. I don't know what it is. Um, they added Damian Harris. Uh, they traded Clyde to me. It was a straight up trade. I'm gonna, it's going to be fun to watch that. I think he, most people like Damian Harris more. Levante David, he lost as well. He drafted Traylon Burks in the first round. And he has four future first, five future seconds, and then three future thirds. So not a lot of movement overall, but good season last year, and he has a lot of draft capital. Jesse, what are your thoughts on Hawking D. Bland? Uh, I like their team overall. I think they have a really solid team front to back. Um the additions, the losses, I think that they're kind of a wash. Uh, I still like Damian Harris. I think he's going a little bit too low right now. It's been a lot of reports out of Patriots camp that he's catching a lot of balls. Uh, so all you, all you Ramadre fans, you <laughs> wow. might you know want to hold. You talking to Craigie directly? You you might want to uh, you know just take a step back or two. Um, so I think those kind of you know they're kind of whatever. Uh, the Burks pick, I like. I think it. It makes sense. It's a good pick. Um, they have a lot of future assets, nine in the first two rounds. Um, I think they're they're very tight when it comes to trading. Sometimes, you know, maybe a little too tight to people that want to try to trade with them. But I think it's never a bad thing if you're – well, I don't think it's a bad thing. I think they're pretty smart football minds, fantasy minds. So just overall – I think their offseason was kind of like whatever. They had a good draft pick, and um, their team itself, I think, is set up very well for many years to come. Um, whether they want to uh, pay for future seasons or not, Matt, what do you think? Ebland's going to take that stray. He's not even going to know if he if he listens to the podcast before he reads the message board. He's going to have no idea where that stray came from, but it's going to get him to slice him up. <laughs> Uh, no, they, get a, they have a good team. They have a good team. They have they found that balance that you need. Like they're always going to be in the mix. They're all they are in my mind one of five teams that's got a shot to win every year, no matter what, just out of the gate because their team I is good. Their roster is good. I think uh, that's their fair. quarterbacks, quarterback. I mean, they have one. So quarterback is something that Josh like this Allen. is probably Brady's last year, right? Like it, it happens kind of feels like Giselle's going to legitimately leave him and take everything he's got. So, so 
Winston doesn't count as anything because you just you never know. And obviously, Heineke, I think, already lost his job. So quarterback is, is going to be an issue. They obviously have a great one up top. Um, I'm not a big Acres guy. I think everything we've seen from guys coming back from this injury has not been great. I mean, Marlon Mack literally can't even beat out Damian Pierce for a job and have the same injury. And now the Rams are talking all about how they want to spread this around. And I mean, it goes against McVeigh's general philosophy of just having one girly like volume that led back, but the rest of their team, you know, Evans is older. I think Sutton's great. The roster's fine. And they've got picks Their Their propensity to be tight trades wise, like cap said, both hurts them and keeps them balanced. So it, they don't take a lot of swings at upside. So they don't make trades. They tra- they don't like to buy low. Like they'll they'll pay they'll pay price, but that's pretty much it. So like they're not going to shoot for the for the home runs and try to grab guys that can drastically change the situation just like they're not going to give those guys away. So they're kind of like they're like that Seinfeld episode where Jerry figures out he's even Steven. Everything just ends up coming back to the center for them. Better or worse, they're <laughs> They are like always in the mix. They'll always have a shot to win. I don't know if they can part with picks to make like big, big splash plays to move the needle if needed. But I mean, we'll see if it comes up for them. Think, they have to. I think they might be able to. They moved the first last year for Brady. And I think that's a lot, you know, giving up yep. for a guy who's 43, 44, whatever he was last year, not knowing yep. what mm-hmm. his future looks like. So I think they can do that. And I think they will pull that trigger if it makes sense. And it probably pained them to do it with Muldoon. Um, mm-hmm. But they did I'll do it. <laughs> I was actually talking, <laughs> side note, I was talking to D Bland because him and I played in the golf tournament a couple of weeks ago. And, yep. um, you know, this, this league has been the most fun league I've ever been a part of. And ever. we take it like very seriously. Um, and it's just a great group of guys that are involved, but there are things that stick out that happen in moments in time. And I go back to the 2019 draft where it was round eight and I, it was before Josh Allen really took off and I had mm-hmm. him queued up. I was taking him with my next pick. I was ready to take him and they took him at eight ten. And at 8-11, I ended up taking Julian Edelman because oh, no. I like I missed I missed on on Allen. Like that was my play. And um, it's just like it's something I've never really been able to get to get over. I made so many offers for Josh Allen. Now this was like, remember Allen was so inaccurate. Nobody believed in him. Like they were just like, oh, Josh Allen. Yeah. He was, he was right. Wild, like, he's not yeah. gonna be good. And I made so many offers. I mean, it would be probably ridiculous to go back and look at the number of offers I made for Josh Allen and they never gave him to me. And then you go and look and see what he's done. So for me, I'm just like, fuck man. Like I was that close to having Allen and would I have kept them? Probably not. Probably would have traded them. They had the discipline to keep them and um, you know, kudos to them. That's right. Justin Herbert. Oh no. <laughs> what did you say? So, so this is your Justin Herbert, the one that got oh. away. I mean, I never had him, so I can't no. say that I that it Rick, is. Rick just, but... Rick just spiked his phone to the ground. <laughs> I mean, I think we. I actually think it would be pretty fun to go back and look at the inaugural draft and kind of talk yeah. through and see what it everyone did. Like that would be only fun. Hoover, only Hoover knew about the quarterbacks early. He's the only one that 
he got to the Superflex he thing did. first. He and did. then we yeah. all had to catch up quick. And then it's like well, musical chairs. And now some teams can't really catch up. Yes and no. I, well, whatever. We could talk about it another time. We should talk about that. That might be another. Would, that might be another like, pod. Yeah, that'd be, fun. That'd, be fun. that'd be yeah. fun. Yeah, I like that. Um, yeah, I like this team a lot. They have a good defense, too. Um, probably the best linebacker core in the league, in my opinion. Um, and losing Levante David doesn't really hurt them. And I have the over under at 9.5, um, mostly because of Brady getting older. I think he's going to slow down. Um, James Williams is a good third quarterback to have in this league. Um, but I don't really love their wide receiver depth. I think if there's a lot of youth there. And I think that there would need one of them to really pop off for it to be a, a 10 plus win season for me. So I have the over under at 9.5. Jesse, what do you think? I think they'll win 10. Um, okay. I think they have enough. I think they have enough high end talent, at least 10. They could win 11. I think they have enough high end talent with Josh Allen. Kamara is not going to be suspended this year. So that's great. Uh, I love, mm-hmm. you know, obviously Mike Evans is great. Emron St. Brown, I think, is solid. I'm a big fan of Sutton this year. Andrews is a solid tight end. I think Harris is still going to be fine. Brady. So, and then to your point, their linebacker group, I mean, Warner, Brooks, those are like, to just stud stud players um, yeah, they're great so i think they have enough high end i mean obviously we all got to look at everyone's bench and see what our bench can do and i i think their bench um you know they've got a mix of veterans and in younger players that are unproven but um i see them getting above nine and a half for sure man I was just looking at their um, depth too. And I think we overstate depth a little bit. Like, you know, you need it when you need it, you don't necessarily, but it's a luxury. If you've got your, your primary roster and your draft pick situation sorted out and you can start to acquire some good depth and have some of that depth Mm -hmm. on the bench, it's definitely helpful. I've had injuries all over the place the last couple of years in spots where I didn't have great depth and it hurts. So I think that's the one thing that could stop them. I think they're a nine team. I would go under, but just barely. I think there's, I like their team. I like their situation a lot, but I think that they're, they're susceptible to, to taking a little bit of a hit if a couple bounces and a couple breaks don't go their way. So I think they're about a nine team. They're right there. They're right at the number. Yeah. I like their situation a lot. They could trade some future picks if they really need to upgrade at running back or if somebody goes down. So they have flexibility there. But if I were them, I'd stay the course. Um, let's hit you, Matt. Last season, 11-3, and three, finished second. Uh, pretty active offseason, as one would expect with you. 14 trades. Uh, you added Brandon Cooks. You got your boy Bateman, Kenneth Gainwell, and Christian Kirk. All smart ads, in my opinion. You lost Kareem Hunt, Good Sal, Keenan Allen, James Conner. Rondell Moore, Chase Claypool, Deion Jones, and Michael Gallup. And then you drafted Sky Moore in the first, and then you traded away most of your the rest of your draft. Jahan Dotson, Sam Howell, Isaiah Pichicudo, and then uh, Jacoby <laughs> Dean. We kept. <laughs> I saw him out. I Hey, hey, come on. Come on. I didn't trade all these oh, guys. Oh, you do? I'm you have Yeah. Yeah. My oh, yeah. fault. You He's marinating. <laughs> He's marinating. Um, <laughs> you have you also have a, a good good future outlook uh, for future first, for future seconds, and six thirds. 
Um, Jeff, do you want to talk first and I'll go? I mean, what can you say? The kid knows two things. He knows how to fucking draft and own <laughs> football teams and he can get higher than anybody and function incredibly well. <laughs> I mean, that's Maddie in a, in a vacuum, I'll I guess. <laughs> um, I love the additions. I mean, I Me traded too. Cooks and then he got Cooks. <laughs> so, and I like bro. Cooks. We do that. Yeah. We do that a lot. <laughs> I didn't trade it to him because he wouldn't nope. pay what I wanted for him, but he nope. got him somewhere else for a little yeah. bit more value. <laughs> There's um, honestly, mm-hmm. there are times when we get to that point where we, we can't come to an agreement on like what makes the most sense. And we just wait and we know that it's going to come back around at some point. And it's funny too, because I traded him not knowing that you wanted him and you went and got him not knowing that you know like without us having that conversation so yeah um yeah it's it's funny um we literally just talked earlier tonight when we did our ten dollar noodles draft thanks for putting that together mm-hmm. nudes that was a lot of fun um yeah, thank you but i took gainwell late and i have gainwell in like every best ball league that i'm in this year because i just think gainwell is someone who's going to pop this year personally um kirk's the one in Jacksonville, they paid him a shit ton of money. Lawrence should not be as bad as he was last year. They have support there. So, and Bateman, again, I already spoke on him earlier. So, I'm a huge fan of the additions. Hunt's older, don't really care. Allen, I'm happy to have him for what I got him for. But again, he's a little older. Connor, I don't care. Moore, I don't care. Claypool, I don't care. Gallup, I don't care. So, there's a lot of guys that are gone that like don't mean anything to me. And I think, you know, Maddie added to it. I'm not as high personally on sky more as everyone else is i think there's a little bit of like inflation with him um i could be wrong there and that's fine if i am um but uh you know i i still think it's like a good pick because i i don't because i think it's worth it in that chief's offense and i wasn't high on this draft to begin with i love mm-hmm. nicobe dean at 3-3 he's smaller but i just think the guy's fast he kind of reminds me of like what patrick queen could be um, oh, mm-hmm. but maybe a little bit better. Uh, and so, yeah. And then, you know, he's got a bunch of, bunch of future first, bunch of future seconds, just overall. I mean, looking at what he did this off season is just typical Maddie getting rid of, getting rid of guys that still have a little bit of value to them and maybe but won't produce as much as they have in the past to take a risk and a shot on guys that he thinks are up and coming, which is smart. Yeah. Um, I'll, Muld- I'll Muldoon, Muldoon, no. Muldoon is going to hate that so much. He is going to hate this so much. <laughs> but he's going to love it so much. That's why. he's He, he loves how much he hates it. And he hates he how does. much he loves it. Uh, he's going to get so many one-liners out of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all Good. for him, really. Um, I, I like what you did this offseason a lot. I think you bought guys who you're buying at the right time. Gainwell is going to his value, in my opinion, is going to increase a ton. Bateman, you love, and you believe he's going to increase a ton. So, good there. Cooks, I like that buy for your your current team, as well as Kirk. And then you sold guys at the right time. Keenan Allen, Kareem Hunt, Rondell Moore, Claypool. All great sells at, right when you need to do it. I'm with Jesse. I think Sky Moore is not somebody talent-wise I'm all for, but it's worth the gamble because your team can afford to gamble. And in my opinion, if he hits, then it will significantly increase your team's outlook. And I think your focus this offseason, I might be wrong, was to 
um, acquire future picks and then build some depth plays so that when injury does happen, which for you, it certainly will, you have ability to plug in either guys you picked up or make trades for guys who can fill in a few spots. So I think you have the best roster um, to start the season. And uh, whether you finish that way, we'll see. You finished second last season. You scored a shit ton of points and you finished 11 and three. I have your over under at 11.5. Um, I'm going to have Jesse guess, and then I want you to talk about your team. So Jesse, over under 11.5. That's a lot. It's, it's tough. 11. I mean, he's going to go 12 and two, right? That's a lot. So that's really tough. So or I'm going to go. And one. There's, there's always two teams. There's always two teams. Variance alone in this is going to cost you two. Yeah, two I know. I agree. I agree. I think like when it comes to fantasy, I think it's, I think it's much easier to lose two games as a great team than it is to win two games as a shit team. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm going to go under here and it's not because I don't think that he has a great team. I think it's just, I think it's hard to win. I think it's hard to only lose twice. And especially yeah. in a league where we have other teams that are really good, yeah. like yeah, your team and, and, and D Bland and Hawk and whispers and, you know, everyone else like Muldoon, you guys play I mean, week one. Yep. Yeah, we do yep. play week one. You're right. You're right. So I think it's hard, you know. I think I think that's really hard. So I gotta go under, even though you know it'll probably be eleven, but I gotta go under. Yeah, I think you're right at about eleven wins, but I do think you there's there's a higher likelihood of you winning twelve just because you do have more depth now than you did before and you have more picks. Um and if worse comes to worse, you can always make a move, but what do you think? What would it change what you, either? Take on what you did? Would it change either one? This is an honest question. Would it change either one of your answers if I told you that I have both Dak and Russ on a bye week nine? No, I think that's good. You're going to lose the main game, but you'll get them. You have who You're on saying, a bye? I have both Dak Russ and Dak on a bye that week, week nine. So who's your? What do you? What will you do that week? Tannehill, and I'm going to put a receiver in flex and just let it go. I don't even know who I'm yeah. playing. Yeah, so that could be a loss, but who he knows? Week nine. Maybe you're maybe you're playing Labrie. He plays awesome. Falco week nine, and Falco won't have Najee Harris Ooh, wow. or George Kittle. What's the return policy? <laughs> <laughs> what was your focus this offseason? Did you have one? Uh, my stated off-season focus, and I believe I think I told all of you guys this, was just to get a little bit younger. I had an old roster. Um, Allen, Connor, those guys aren't young. Their values going the wrong way. Obviously, still valuable and useful, but going the wrong way. But everybody, well, not everybody. Some people bought Allen knowing this. Some people bought Allen not knowing this. And therein lies the difference. Hunt, I don't care. I literally could not care any less about running backs 20 through everything. Like, it, they're all the same guy. Like, yeah. if we wait, if we wake up at the end of the year and Gainwell has more points per game than Kareem Hunt, is anybody even going to bat an eye? Like, that wouldn't be surprising. And that shouldn't happen because their ADPs are probably still, like, 10, 15 spots apart, is my guess. So, I, like I just tried to get younger. More. I wanted Bateman. That's been open with you about that for, I mean, literally since you took them. I, I must have asked you 
an uncomfortable amount of times what it would cost and I just never had the right price um you found it cooks cooks I think I probably owned like but Kirk I know I've owned three times now <laughs> it's like musical chairs with him I think this is a good spot though I'm, I'm happy to have him I wasn't even really like seeking him but um Forrest and I have done some pretty good deals and that was that one made sense for both parties it was a nice two for one but yeah I don't know I've got a similar team to everybody else in this tier and uh, I need, I need to probably do a little bit more work. I've got, I do have Rick's first, which is my prized possession right now. Cause that thing, it just can't be any worse than 1.2 in a draft with probably two elite quarterbacks. And I know Muldoon's going to tell me, we don't know if these guys are going to be any good. They flame out all the time. Yes, of course they do. But <laughs> He also would admit that that doesn't change the value of that pick because everybody needs a quarterback and somebody's going to want to take a roll of the dice on that pick. So I got to add a little bit more draft capital. Like I do have, um, I have that first and I'm planning to try to turn it into more because I just don't, I'd like to like, I'd like to get a little bit closer to you, not further away. And the only way to do that is to get a bunch of firsts, but yeah, I mean, I've got a similar team to you guys. It's talent wise. It's up top. Sky Moore is a guy that I just, my um when i don't have a strong stance or lean either way i just find guys on good teams that can get open and yeah. i'll i'll throw a dart at a guy on, attached to one of the three best quarterbacks in the league who gets open at will and plays all over the field now the downside of that is rondale the upside is you know whatever you want these guys to be. So I, I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. I just wanted to plant the flag because I've been a fan of his for a bit. Um, Dotson, I didn't really want to give away, but Kirk is Dotson's best case scenario. And he's only like two and a half years older. So I, I, that didn't really hurt too bad. But yeah, I don't know. It's all variants. If I can stay healthy, I've got the same odds as the last like three or four teams we talked about. It's just, it's all fucking random, really. Yeah. Um, what's, what's your goal with your quarterback? How long do you think you're holding on to them for? I'm not, so same as Jesse, like, I don't, these guys are all available. It doesn't make a lot of sense for me to trade one of those two quarterbacks that I have up top mm -hmm. because I'm trying to win. And so there's no way to thread that needle and quarterbacks live longer. So I'm not like their age isn't Russ is still a top 10 quarterback. Like he's going to be His situation's the best it's been probably in his last five years of playing Dak, to be honest, whatever. Like, he just kind of lives in this little zone where the Cowboys continually fuck their roster construction up, don't even have one competent offensive lineman, have the most cap space in the league, but, like, got rid of all of – like, I don't know what they're doing. So, it's like – it's always dicey to have a quarterback on a team like that, but he's just – his value is pretty stable. So, I don't know. I'm not, like – locked in on either one of them long term but i it's hard to trade one without getting a, another quarterback back which is kind yeah. of a tough pull off mm -hmm. yeah i like i like them to be clear um i would just it seems like this would be a good time to like after the season to sell in my opinion if i were you um but I, yeah they're, they're great players um do you guys want to move on to whispers yeah. Yeah. I mean, you said this would take an hour. I thought it would. Too much. <laughs> we have just too many awesome things. Come on, man. <laughs> There's no way this is going to take, take less Listen, than two you can hours. Two, you can 2X it. You can 2X and blast 
I mean, you're gonna miss yeah, just blast through it. Come on, yes. Uh, Whispers <laughs> thirteen and one led the league in scoring. What a record! He added Zeke. Yeah. He only lost Josh Jacobs and Tyreek. He had uh, two seconds in the draft. George Pickens hit. Damian Pierce hit. Romeo Dobbs in the fourth, who I think is going to be a hit. Sucks. Um, his okay future pick <laughs> two future first four future seconds and then two thirds in my opinion whispers is one of the luckiest people i've ever met this guy just strikes gold um what's your thoughts matt i think it, luck is an element of this no matter what but wispy's also good like he just he knows that no he's good he picks his spots, but he is like, I mean, he's, if we looked at like his injury history, it's probably not. He's been, I don't feel like he's had any guys that he's really lost for like large stretches of time, which is like, they go hand in hand. You need that to win. So I get it. Like it is what it is. I, he sniped me on both Pickens and Pierce one pick before I picked at three, one, and I picked at two, seven. And those are both of the guys that I wanted. So, uh, you know, I, I was in on those guys and just waited a little long. So he knows what he's doing. He drafts well. His team is loaded talent-wise, roster-wise. Um, he's another one of these teams in this in this tier. Like, I think this in the Stanks, I have him maybe a little bit lower. Um, and the reason for that is I think he's his team's a little bit older. And I don't – like, it's a little bit older in the spots that matter. Yeah, go ahead. He has Herbert and Cousins, quarterback, Eckler, Zeke, and um, Jacobs as as their running back. Uh, Mm -hmm. Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup, Tyler Lockett, Kelsey. Uh, Defense is okay. Not really well-known guys, but guys who had a good year last year, Zach Cunningham, Devontae Campbell. And then his depth is Zach Wilson um, at a quarterback position. Pretty good flyer there. Damian Pierce at running back, we'll see. Uh, Cordell Patterson, another running back. And Alberto at tight end. So that Devondre Campbell thing pisses me off so badly because I, I can't believe I'm, that. I'm, well, do you know why? No, I, I, I know that I was thinking about grabbing him, but he's, I dropped him and uh, then he transitioned to the Green Bay and somehow lit it up so i had him when he was on arizona and i tried trading him to mm-hmm. people wispy included, that's right and i couldn't move the guy at all and it just made me so annoyed that people didn't understand the value of linebackers that they wouldn't even give up like a third or a fourth for him and okay maybe a third's too high i don't know whatever i don't think it is for the right linebacker but you do you no um I couldn't give up anything, but I had no space on my roster because I'm so fucking good at finding defensive players <laughs> that I ended up dropping him, even though I knew he was really good. I know this sounds I gave like Brooks stupid. away for a third because I had a roster crunch and I knew he was great. Right. I was just like, I need and, to do something. I know I'll and find like no, And nobody wanted him, including Wispy. And then he picks him up, and he's been lights out in Green Bay. So Classic. it's just, way too out. It's like, what do I do to cheat the system? Do I add an additional roster spot? Do yeah. I? Whiskey's no, always but, lurking. It's always lurking. Uh, it's just unreal. Yeah. God damn you. I, I owned Campbell in 2019. Twice. Dropped him. Added him. 
back. Rick took a swing, dropped him a month later. You took a swing for basically the whole offseason and dropped him. And uh, and then Whispers picked him up at the start of last year and finished Thank you. the top five linebacker. It's unreal. Crazy. So that it just kind of drives me crazy. But like, <clears throat> anyways, okay. So additions coming in, Zeke. I'm a hard out on Zeke. I think Zeke is, uh-huh. I would fade him everywhere. I'm very I'm happy. Sure. You're in on Zeke. They I'm just in on lost this year, as well. this year only. Well, they this just year. lost. Yep. They just lost. Uh, what's his name? Their their starting their tackle. Left tackle. Yep. Who Tyrone Smith? Who, when he is not there, their running backs average a full yard less per carry. Yep. That's that's massive. And mm-hmm. I think Pollard's going to eat in. I think this is the year that Pollard finally eats in. I gave up a second for Pollard a couple of years ago to Wispy um, because I believe in Pollard. And I think he's going to – I think Pollard has a has a chance this year to take some of that away. So I'm not big on Zeke coming in for him. So obviously I, I, I differ from you guys. I'm, I'm just not a fan. Um, I think losing right. Jacobs doesn't points. matter. I think Jacobs – losing Jacobs is fine. Uh, losing Tyreek Hill. I mean, I still think Hill's great. I don't remember what he got for him. Probably something good. But one thing about Wispy, this motherfucker can prospect. Pickens, Pierce, those are two great Uh, picks. And those aren't picks in the first round. Those are picks in mid-second and end of the second. Like, those are two picks that could really work out. We'll see what happens. But right now, they have nothing but promise. And even, even Dubs... I'm not a big fan of dubs. I think he's fine. Maybe. Okay. Whatever. But he's a fourth round guy that's catching passes from Aaron Rodgers right now on a team yeah. that really doesn't have any receivers. <laughs> I mean, they have Lazard and Watson, who knows, but I mean, Watson's a rookie and he's been injured. So, I mean, Wispy, like kudos to you, man, you crushed your draft in my opinion, um, especially in the draft that I wasn't hugely in favor of. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, so it's just more annoyance from Wispy, who has been on top of the league for the last two years. One correction, he uh, he guess traded away Josh Jacobs and then re-added him. Um, oh. So okay. when I was looking at like last season and this season, uh, it, I, I didn't see it, but he does still have Josh Jacobs. Uh, okay. So I mean, he only lost Tyreek Hill and Kane Zeke. Yeah. So, I and mean. I had a killer draft. Great draft. And yeah. The, the bottom line with Jacobs is, like, I liked Jacobs when he first came out. We've seen what he is. Who knows how he's going to be used in Vegas now with, with McDaniels. I mean, mm-hmm. I've been adding Amir Abdullah everywhere because apparently he's going to be, like, a third down back, and uh, you just don't know. Yeah, yep. I mean, I think Muldoon already added him. Actually, well, they got a, they got a Patriots. <laughs> McDaniel's already said he's gonna do. He's gonna play all three of those guys. He's gonna play Abdul he, on passing downs. He's gonna play Zamir White and Jacobs on early downs. I think he said yeah. Zamir White at the goal line, and that's it's. You're not gonna be able to trust those guys. Those aren't. You don't go into yeah. a week facing Josh, Josh Jacobs and you're like, oh man, I hope he doesn't fucking burn me this week. It's just never gonna happen. Like he's. But not. but none of that matters. Like none of that no. matters for Wispy, no. right? Jacobs doesn't no. matter. He's got a good team. No, he's, he's got a solid team. He's gonna continue to win. I don't think he wins 13 games again. That's a lot. No. That's hard to do. Again, like we talked about with the variants, you're gonna lose probably two games due to variants. I mean, did he get Lebron Rock like eight times last year? What happened there? Well, maybe. 
that's actually something we should discuss schedule wise wise because yeah. and we can talk about this offline but overall our schedule yeah it stays yeah. the same all the time needs, like i play you twice i play hoover twice like maybe we like rotate this schedule around yeah it's going to be dynamic moving forward yeah that's a great idea we're going to talk that out it needs to be we got to add some intrigue i mean that sure. doesn't play the same schedule every year and we try to follow nope. the what we try to follow as closely as possible to what the nfl does you know more or less in a fantasy way yep. um, so it might just be a rotation of the, the you play an extra you play you play three teams twice right is that how we have it set up or is it two teams twice mm-hmm. three because there's 12 three. teams so, you, play so yeah. you rotate those three teams every three years you play like a different set of teams or something yeah. we'll figure it out That's i'll a good tell you call. what for for me though <laughs> i literally play you two Twice. Like, what the yeah, fuck? Sure. <laughs> That's just like so. It, yeah, it's not. It's not uh, equitable by any means. It could be four losses that. right there. I mean, we may. Hey, we may change that before this season even starts. All right. We have, we reserve that right to have an emergency tri commissioner meeting and think about what's best for the league, and then oh, have a vote so without fun. any. Defense. I love these controversies. We're just pissing this league off. Yeah. Uh, um, anyways, whispers over under set for uh, ten and a half. Over. Yeah, I'll take the over. Oh, I mean, another. I don't think. I don't. I don't know that he goes thirteen and one, but I could I see can. him going eleven and three. I can see that. I mean, yeah, it's right. always it's always tough to go above ten, but when you have Justin Herbert and Justin Jefferson leading the way in your team, you're going to be pretty competitive. Yeah, and God, yeah. you're going to be pretty competitive 15, 14, 13 weeks a year, whatever. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I'll take the I'll take the over. I mean, it's always scary taking the over and and that kind of stuff, but I he's got a great team. So, over. yeah, if we're playing the yeah, percentages and we're looking at the schedule he plays and we're looking at his past performance and we're he doesn't like shoot himself in the foot. So he's pretty reliable year to year on where you think Wispy's going to land. Like he's, he probably honestly needs to be moved up a little bit in the stanks just for that reason. But yeah, I think he's good for 11 wins. 13's not going to happen. That just doesn't, there's no way. There's too much variance. Like so many things have to go right for that to happen that it's almost guaranteed a few of those things will go wrong and it's going to cost you a game or two. So I think Maddie, 11's fair. Yeah. Maddie, do you, do you want to take a moment here to talk about, um, where you've had him in the stanks for so many years. And the reason why I bring this up is because (laughs) it's been noted by people in the league, especially noodles uh, of how low you had wispy and how disrespectful it comes across to noodles for wispy. Wispy doesn't care. Mm -hmm. He doesn't give a shit. He just throws out, he just throws out gifs and smokes everybody. He's embarrassed but, uh, by Newt's behavior, but he doesn't know how to tell him that. So I'm glad we're getting a chance to do it now because it's, it's, you know, it's, it makes him look bad. It's bad for his so, brand, you know? So I say maybe, you know, speak to this, you know, quickly um, yeah. in our last, you know, moment here. It's super simple. And I think, again, I'd have to look. Maybe, Luke, can you look this up? Do I have him sixth, fifth? Where is he, he had, in the stakes right A now? month ago, you had him seven behind Newt, ahead of Craig, in tier okay. three. So he's probably needs to move up a spot. But he doesn't have a lot of draft capital. And he only has a couple guys on the bench that could blossom to being worth something to add to that draft capital. 
So we're already getting one step away from the balance required to be a team that's consistently in the top like four of the league at all times. And starting lineup, yeah. there's no reason to talk about it. It's probably the best. His starting lineup is probably the best in the league for sure. So he's always going to win games. the third best. Yeah, he's always going to win games, but a lot of these guys aren't aren't young. Elliot's older. Cup is older. Kelsey's older. Exactly. He's going to fall off a cliff at some point. Like Lockett's older, and he's not the same guy without Russ, obviously. Jacobs is older and being phased out. He's got Pickens. Um, I'm high on Pierce, but I would have traded him already. My goal was to Me get too. him because I thought he was misused at Florida. I mm. thought he was a guy who could play all three downs. I thought he was a guy who went to a team that had nobody in front of him, even though it's a slow offense that doesn't score a lot of points. And I thought that he would be, I didn't think he would have all this buzz at camp, but I thought he would be a guy that would pop that I could flip pretty quickly for like a late second and a guy somebody's down on and just move on from. So I just think he's got a great team and he's a little light on trade assets in terms of draft picks and like youth that he can pull from. And so that's why I have him kind of like fifth, sixth. That's where he's always been. It feels like a two-year window for me. A lot of guys that are older, good this year, but not a lot of draft capital in the future as well. Yeah. Um, Maddie, when can we expect another Stanks release to come out? Is it before the so, season starts or do we yeah, wait we always till we get do one right before training camp? There's a pre-training camp, training camp Stanks, and now we're going to get one this week. Um, I gotta get in there. And, uh, I gotta get in there and take a look at the models and just see what the AI is telling me. Um, <laughs> I might need to feed some of the machine learning modules a little bit more intelligence, just to factor in some new things that I've been thinking about that generally portend to success. But those things are very real. I know Nudes is a skeptic. He's always super worried about it. I put a lot of time into those. I I think through all of these things that we're talking about right now. And I come up with an equation and I just basically assign everybody a grade and you go up and down, but we will get stanks this week. Um, before Thursday, we will get stanks before Thursday's kickoff. Cause there's been a lot of action over the last month and training camp has concluded. So I think we're going to see some shifts, some small shifts inside of tiers, maybe up or down either way, but yeah, it's coming. Wonderful. You know, this you know who's projected to score them. Hold on, you know who's projected to score the most points in week one? I hope it's Maris. Is it you? No, it's Hoover. Oh, good. Fucking uh, Hoover. I play the Brie, too. Oh, oh God. God. I play the Brie. I think I played three times this year. No, that's impossible. <laughs> Unbelievable. That's impossible. Are you, are you already... <laughs> Fixing the schedule. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. Um, hey, one other thing I want to say. I don't know for signing sure. off or whatever, but uh, mm-hmm. I think D Blend's addition of the uh, uh, uh-huh. this date in history in the league is phenomenal. What? Yep. Oh my god, it's so good. Yep. I don't know how Big he it takes so much work. I don't know. It's how so good. good. It's so Big good. Fan. Big fan. He's, yeah. he's pulling his weight. He's pulling his weight. He's got that. He's got the. Uh, he updates the trade tracker. That's um, true. He's yeah, he's bringing a yeah. lot of good, a lot of good content to the league. I think we should, we would be remiss if we did not speak about. I mean, Muldoon has a very big role and a very big job to perform in this league, and it's to be Vince, and it's 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 go time. It, the season starts now. It's time he needs to get in there and start to mix it up a little bit because, I mean, that's quite frankly what we're paying him for. We are paying. Is him Vince? For- 
Is is he still allowed to be Vince? <laughs> Vince can't be Vince. I mean, I think that's his call ultimately. But I just, I need, we need somebody in there making sure that all the flames, all the pilots are lit. At any moment, if you'd like, you can turn the heat up a little and you can start to pour some pour some action down. But he just he needs to be in there doing his thing. Everybody yeah. knows it. I, I feel fair. like he does that a lot in his uh, weekly recap. Oh, yeah. A lot of big... yeah. yeah. I mean, we all have a role to play here, right? We all yep. have a role. Everybody but Butler Breeze. And mine's just a win. So uh, with that, yeah. uh, thanks for listening. Ow. That was a ton of fun. <laughs> this is great. Good luck this year, everybody. Yep. Good luck, guys. guys. I'm proud of everybody. <laughs>